0: hotel news now here i'm sitting with amanda height president of str costars hospitality analytics firm thank you so much for being with us here today amanda thanks
1: brian for having me
0: so uh, let's just jump right into it str tourism economics released a revision to their 2023 forecast let's talk about you know what some of the changes are and what's driving those changes
1: yeah we revised this year's forecast up to five percent rough park growth for the industry And that really is driven by the strong rate growth that we've seen in the first part of the year. The first quarter was really strong. ADR came in higher than what we had anticipated. On the demand side, we have been pretty spot on with the forecast. When we've missed the demand forecast, demand's a little weaker than what we were forecasting. So we did bring occupancy down just slightly, but ADR's up. So ADR um, forecasted to be 3.5% this year occupancy at 1.4 percent and then we took supply growth down to 0.6 percent so very little supply um, not going to be an issue in terms of impacting performance really for this year or next year cool. we did revise 24 also so part of this revision is pushing out the slowing economy to to start more in the third quarter originally tourism economics And Oxford had had their GDP decline beginning in the second quarter. They've pushed that out. So we've taken more of the slowdown into 24 and brought rough power forecasts down from where we have been for 24.
0: So, I mean, over the last couple of years, we have seen just the ability to drive rate. Uh, Where is this strength still coming from at this point?
1: Um, It's the luxury and upper upscale segment, although... As you look at luxury on its own, we have seen a rate decline year over year for the luxury segment. But this is a return to norm more than anything wrong going on in the segment. Um, We just had such all-time highs with the leisure business last year that that segment has seen some year over year decline. But luxury rates are still higher than they were in 2019. And the luxury segment is the one segment that has real ADR higher than 2019. So still strong performance for rate, even with those year-over-year um, year declines the last couple of months. Um, what we, What's really driving the growth for the rest of the year, and I'll start with, number one, 3.5% ADR growth. It's good when you look at slowing economy, but when you think about it in the context of inflation, it's not keeping up with the rate of inflation today if we end at 3.5%. So, um, you know, it, it is strong, it's good to see the growth. We think it's, you know, there's a real shift to more group business. Leisure's pulled back some. We've seen that softening for the last two months on the weekends of leisure travel. But group has come back very strong over the last five months. So we're um, on a 12 month basis, we're only 8% off of our 2019 levels for group demand. And that's really going to carry the calendar for the remainder of the year to, to help us with. The demand, and then when you think about the mix of business that's going to be in the hotel, it looks different. It's more, you know, it obviously depends hotel, hotel, by market, by market. But you've, if you're layering in more group mix than you had last year, that's a lower rated business than what you had at leisure. So that has some dynamics that change the ADR, also.
0: And so, just looking at how demand patterns have changed, I mean, you guys have seen how day of week. Uh, you know, demand patterns and have changed and how that has affected rate. Uh, what, what are your expectations for, for that going forward?
1: Yeah, um, rate, weekday rate is still pretty well below. Um, on a real ADR basis, we're like 7% below where we were in 2019. So that's definitely where we have the most room to grow rate is on weekdays. And I think we'll see that throughout the course of this year with group business and business travel, I mean, you know, group won't, the group rate probably won't get us all the way back to where we were in 2019, but that's where we're going to see growth and it's going to be in that upper upscale segment.
0: So you had mentioned before, just with, you know, um, inflationary pressures, the, you know, luxury is the only segment that's actually above 2019 on a real rate basis. Uh, what is STR uh, forecasting in terms of the rest of the industry catching up and and actually having real rate recovery? Yeah,
1: that will not come until um, for a couple of more years. And, you know, we'll see how inflation plays out for the rest of this year. Um, It has come down, but I think we've still got a lot going on in the macroeconomic environment of really good, positive Um, growth that's going to keep inflation higher than what we want for for the economy i mean it's good for hotels i think that's going to give us a lot of opportunity ultimately rate could come end up higher i mean i think we're probably the most conservative on our forecast um and i think there's a lot of upside still left for rate for the rest of the year
0: And, and you had mentioned uh just again with the inflationary pressures uh in the the forecasters will talk about how this is going to affect hotel profitability so can you you expand on that for us
1: yeah um, profit so right now year to date profit margins are actually running um, higher than what we had in the same time in last year but we're forecasting that we're going to end the year with margins slightly lower than what we saw in 22 both on a gop and EBITDA basis and that's really due to just the increased costs so On the GOP side, it's the operating expenses of really driven by labor. You know, we still aren't back to sort of full employment in hotels. We know as group business comes back, that continues to add more labor into hotels because you've got to offer more services to the groups. You've got more F and B, so the labor is really going to drive the continue to drive cost for. that will impact GOP margins. On the EBITDA margin side, it's the non-operating cost, and the big one is insurance. So I have so many owners that I've talked to over the last few months that are just the insurance premium renewals are almost unbearable. I mean, we're talking to over 200% increases in some cases. Um, so it's insurance has always been something that the industry's dealt with, but it seems to be very... Uh, exacerbated over the last several months and you look at the the number of natural disasters the rising cost of property damage that happens in those I mean that all plays in and then you've got regulations that insurance companies are dealing with and they're passing those costs on to to customers so yeah the insurance will be a big one taxes of course is always there but insurance is the one we're watching the most closely and that we're hearing the most about from owners
0: yeah uh, are you hearing more in terms of insurance costs uh, for any particular geographic region of the or is it just no, all over
1: it's all over and it's not even I was with an owner yesterday that's you know select service properties not in coastal markets and you're talking about those triple digit increases on premiums so it's just you know how do you forecast and plan for that and and bring it, it hits your bottom line I mean that is absolutely taking profit away
0: so uh a, a year ago uh when we uh interviewed you last week uh, the the big thing was leisure travel is really doing, leading things and, and you had mentioned that that dynamic is changing a little bit uh, what are the factors that are coming into this change in dynamics of you know leisure and group and, and, yeah. and corporate
1: well you know i leisure's not going away Right. So that's I do. We talk about you know a little softening of leisure. It is just a little softening, and it you know we're talking about it as a return to norm. Mm -hmm. We had such an all time high of leisure travel in twenty two and in twenty one in some markets, and so this is just the return to normal. You've got leisure travelers in the U S. are now going abroad more often this year. You're seeing a lot of that. We don't have the international travel coming in to offset them at the same levels. So, yeah, it's a little weakening, but leisure's there to stay. We know we see that in the data when you look at where consumers are spending money. It's on services. They're going to keep traveling. And then, yeah, we've been pleasantly surprised about the weekday occupancy levels coming back. And we knew that group was there. I mean, everyone has said their group calendar's full for 24. But to continue to see the corporate, you know, transient demand come back during the week has been positive. It, we're gonna. It's not back to 2019 levels when you think about that corporate business traveler, but we'll get group. I mean, we're we're expecting by the end of this year that we'll be back to 2019 levels on for the group.
0: That's fantastic. So. Yeah, uh, let me listening to some of the, the panels yesterday. Uh, economic concerns, you know. Profitability, all all this stuff, but you know, listening to the the executives up on the panels, they're like, "Well, we, we still have business on the books. We're you know looking ahead. People are still you know booking rooms in hotels."
1: Yeah, and and the real positive sign we've seen is they're going back to the big markets. So our forward looking data, we've got twenty two of our top markets where we're collecting occupancy on the books, and you look at the next ninety days. And over half of the days in the next 90, those markets have occupancy on the books today higher than what they saw the same time last year. So it's shaping up to be a really positive summer.
0: That's fantastic. Uh, I think they'll take care of it for us here. Thank you very much, Amanda, for uh, for joining us today. And thank all of you for listening. Stick with Hotel News Now for further coverage from NYU. Thank you,
1: Brian.